Hello and welcome back to Ring My Bell, the world's first and hopefully only podcast about both Taco Bell and masturbation. I'm your host, Ben. And uh, today on a very special episode, um, specifically for May 28th, National Masturbation Day, part of May National Masturbation Month, we're celebrating masturbating here on this podcast as we do. Uh, I have uh, a good friend of mine, a former roommate of mine, in fact, Nate, is joining the podcast today. Hello, Nate. Hello, Ben. How are you this evening? I'm doing great. It's good to be back. Um, I missed... uh, I had had a lot of intentions on bringing the podcast back last year, and I got two episodes out. Uh, Life was very busy in 2021. Looking forward to getting it going here in 2022. Like the Mexican pizza, I am back. And you are here with me to bring in that joyous time. So I had a Mexican pizza no less than a week ago. Um, But apparently they weren't supposed to be selling them at our Taco Bell. (laughs) And so when I went um, the other day to get another one for Gwendolyn, she she said that they, they were not available on the app. Um, at either of the Taco Bells. So we got a sneaky uh, Mexican pizza, which sounds like a <laughs> sex act. Uh, we got a sneaky Mexican pizza and uh, did not uh, and, and enjoyed it. Um, but we shouldn't have. We shouldn't have gotten it. Yeah, I mean, we definitely enjoyed it. I, I forgot that it was back. Uh, and then I happened to go to Taco Bell. And uh, it's the second time I've ever seen this at a Taco Bell out here where I will be in line in the drive through behind someone who's just walking through the drive through because <laughs> the, the dining rooms here are mostly not open yet. And so this guy in front of me just walks up and then I'm like, OK, I'm, I'm behind this guy in a drive through. He's just walking through. And then I, I placed my order and then I saw him walking off with what was very clearly a Mexican pizza. And I was like, ah, dip. I forgot they're back. But then when I got back home, I, I logged onto Twitter and I happened to see that Taco Bell was like, you can get it early tomorrow through the app. And I'm like, oh, dip. He, he, beat, he beat the app. That, so he also got a secret Mexican pizza. And... Um, yeah, apparently, uh, apparently, uh, the people were just so hyped uh, that they were they were sneaking them out. So that's awesome. <laughs> uh, so, Nate, uh, the mission of this podcast, uh, as always, I, I uh, we're here to talk about two very specific topics, both Taco Bell and masturbation. Which would you like to discuss first? Let's uh, continue riding on that Taco Bell train. Excellent. So the question that I ask everyone is, what is your standard Taco Bell order? This um, is very easy because the Taco Bell app has a special cravings box that you can only get on the Taco Bell app. Um, And you can actually build your own cravings box. Um, It would be a pain in the ass to order in person. um, (laughs) So it's only on the app. Uh, But I can get a um, cheesy gordita crunch some Fiesta potatoes, a beefy five-liter burrito, and of course the all-important Baja Blast, which is like 85% of the reason you go to Taco Bell. <laughs> and um, it's like $5.99, which is a steal for all of those uh, individual parts. Yeah, no joke. That sounds like a that sounds like a pretty great meal, honestly. It's kind of is kind of what I tend to lean to these days. Um 
I, I got back into Taco Bell in a big way uh, a couple of years ago, obviously, as I've started this podcast. But uh, <laughs> I, I got into Taco Bell in a big way. And part of it was because I was still trying to be mostly mostly strictly vegetarian at the time. And they had a bunch of great vegetarian options. And then mm-hmm. one by one, they kind of just fell off of them. And uh, so now I'm, I show up and I'm just like, yeah, give me that cheesy gordita crunch and... Um, Today I also had the uh, uh, beefy melt burrito. I think it's called, um, which mm-hmm. I've had a couple of times. Very good, but yeah, that I, I went from never really doing the cheesy gordita crunch to basically considering it like the perfect food. So it, it really is because it's just like. I mean, you can't get it anywhere and it's got the softness and the crunchiness and the seasoned beef and that whatever special sauce they put in there. Like it is, it's just such a, you know, a, a riot of flavor and you know, it's not, I, I would never go on record saying Taco Bell is Mexican food. Taco Bell is Taco uh-huh. Bell. Correct. It is yes. a, it is an entire food genre unto itself. Um, and you know, there are times when I crave Taco Bell, there are times when I crave Mexican, and never the twain shall meet. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Um, but yeah, no, that that combination of the the softness and the crunchiness all at once, like I feel like um I I feel like most of the the like soft tacos and I mean that's not totally true. I do love their spicy potato uh soft tacos. They're very good. But I feel like sometimes our soft tacos are like the 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 tortilla is just a little like too soft and it's kind of weird. Like your brain is kind of like this does not feel right. Like the food mm-hmm. food shouldn't be this consistency. Um, <laughs> but I feel like just wrapping that around a crunchy hard taco is pretty perfect. Um mm-hmm. Between that and the uh, Crunchwrap Supreme, like two very good, solid choices just to get that kind of that mix. But yeah, the the I, I agree. It's it's great. And like, you know, you mentioned the sauce. I had a, uh, a cheesy gordita crunch just today, actually. And whoever made it loaded up uh, like double on the sauce. And I was like, Ooh. whoever did this is my hero for the day. It was it was very good. <laughs> Yeah. Um, speaking of the Crunchwrap Supreme, I really wanted to like the Crunchwrap Supreme, but I'm not a huge fan of artificial nacho cheese. I need my mm. cheese to be melty and mm-hmm. gooey, um, like the cheese that you get in the cheesy gordita crunch. Uh, and so I had a, um, I had a Crunchwrap Supreme, and I, I've had one here and there. And like the texture is good. The texture is great. It's missing the gooiness of the cheese and the taste of the real cheese not the nacho cheese if it had like and honestly i'm not entirely sure how they do this to get that same like good good cheese texture um i'm not even sure it's possible but if they (laughs) had that good good cheese texture in there i would definitely switch things up instead of only getting cheesy gordita crunches yeah i i feel that uh like i I before I before I got into the cheesy gordita crunches, I did the Crunchwrap Supreme because in the the thing about the Crunchwrap Supreme is that it is it it is like 80 percent to being perfect. But all the ways that it's not perfect make it not great Mm -hmm. because 
like I, I feel like it should be a no brainer because like it's it's all wrapped up. So it's a it's it's an easy thing to eat in theory without making a mess. Um, because, you know, there are times when you're like, I just I need to get Taco Bell. I'm going to be eating it in my car. It is one of the maybe messier fast food options to, you know, be sitting in the parking lot eating in your car. Um, I've I've done that a lot uh, over this pandemic. Um, <laughs> uh, and but I but then it, it ends up kind of falling apart anyways. And you're like the one thing you should have been good at you're kind of not good at. So, you, you know, one job, you just, you go for the cheesy gordita crunch. I think it's, I think it's the clear winner over the crunch wrap Supreme. I like them both, but yeah, I think, I think the cheesy gordita crunch is the way to go on that. Yeah. Um, and of course you, uh, you mentioned the Baja blast, um, which I also, uh, recent convert of, um, I had never had one in my life until I started this podcast. And then people kept mentioning it. I'm like, all right, if I'm going to be the guy who does a Taco Bell podcast, I need to try it. And then I did. And I'm like, fuck, this shouldn't be as good as it is. <laughs> uh, and then one day we were we were going through um, the drive through and and uh, I asked my fiance, I was like, hey, uh, you want to try this? And she's like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I hate Mountain Dew. And I'm like, but it doesn't it doesn't really taste like Mountain Dew. And she's like, okay, I'll try it. And now she's like, God, fuck you, man. You, I, I can't <laughs> go through Taco Bell without getting one now. So mm-hmm. uh, I have destroyed her uh, for that um, because now she she has to get the Baja Blast every time. So it's a good choice. Yeah. It's hard not to be ride or die for Baja Blast. I um, At my job uh, back when we were in meat space, uh, we got free drinks all the time. Um, and now we have this like corporate thing called, um, uh, Avenue C that, uh, does all of oh, our yeah. delivery. I'm, I'm familiar or, with Avenue C because, uh, they also, uh, supplied food for, um, the company that I recently quit. So I'm, fam- yeah. I'm very familiar with Avenue C and how much it sucks. Yeah. But before Avenue C, there was this local, um, beverage distributor that, um, apparently was getting just like really good deals on, uh on sodas and so they would stock um soda machines at work that just had a free button on them and so you could get whatever you wanted and one of the nice things but also one of the frustrating things is that sometimes they would come across just the most random stuff um like for example um they had um monster protein um which is um (laughs) it's a monster (laughs) energy drink that has that is also basically a protein shake. That sounds uh, it's like, so awful. It is. It's hard. <laughs> to, I, I can't say that it's good. But what I can say is that you drink one of those and you feel simultaneously like energized from the energy drink. But also it's basically a protein powder in it. So it it kind of feels it fills you up like a meal. And <laughs> it wasn't a habit that I got into. But... Um, Every now and then you just, I was craving a monster protein and, um, it was kind of gross, but at the same time, like there's nothing like it. It is weird. Anyway, um, that tangent aside, awful. that sounds one so time awful. they came in with a fucking case of canned Baja blasts. What? Um, yeah, it was actual, like physical non distributed by Taco Bell Baja blast. 
And I got two of them because they got absolutely murdered in the uh, in the vending machine. Oh, I uh, I have I, to assume like that is uh, my my fiance and I have have uh, repeatedly pointed out it's probably a good thing that they don't sell taco uh, that they don't sell Baja Blast in stores because we don't buy soda for mm-hmm. the house. But we would absolutely have to give in to that if that were a thing. Um, and we would we would hate ourselves for it, but we would do it every single week because it is just too damn good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you can't even get it on uh, on Amazon. I was just checking to see if it was available on Amazon, and it is not. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, like they, they do it every like I want to say like every about seven years. They'll like, release like the it. cicadas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cicadas it, cicadas come out, Baja Blast comes out. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, you know, we'd be on brood, I guess brood three of Baja Blast um <laughs> the next time it comes out. Oh, f- that's fucking wild. Um man, like I I it it boggles my mind to even contemplate looking at a can of Baja Blast. It's um, it's bizarre. It is buck wild. But yeah, I, it's, I, I totally get why you were only able to get two of those bad boys because, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we just, we don't, we don't really drink soda, uh, in, in the house. It's not that we don't, it's not that we don't like it. It's just, you know, we, we can separate ourselves enough from the, the sort of sugary, empty calories of it. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, but, God damn, like that Baja Blast is so temp. We we would absolutely have to get that every single time. So you mentioned the the cravings box. Do you uh do you ever go for for anything uh any of the like weird stuff that they they come out with only to inevitably take it away again in in like 3 months or uh do you mostly do you mostly stick to that? Um I mean, I stick with the cravings box for most things, but there is um I did enjoy the grilled cheese burrito. Oh fuck yes. That that was um, so good. I hated myself a little bit every time I consumed one of those, but like in a good way. Mm-hmm. They were they were great. Um and then like they were they were this thing that they brought out like 2 years ago and then they brought back and I was like, "Oh, fuck yeah, it's back." And then I had it like twice and then it was gone already and um mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really enjoyed those. Yeah, I um <clears throat> I enjoyed that and I found out um sort of uh not on purpose that um those things if you put them into the air fryer uh the next day um it crisps up the cheese even oh, more. Oh shit. And it is a startlingly crunchy like nice experience. Like you, most things from Taco Bell, um, because Gwendolyn had, uh, she had bariatric surgery, so she has a hard time eating like a full anything. Mm -hmm. Um, and so because her stomach is so small and so there are often times where she, you know, doesn't finish something and we put it in the fridge and then, you know, the next day I'll munch on it when I'm uh, doing something downstairs. Um, and most Taco Bell is not good the next day. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'll shove it in my craw because I'm a garbage person, <laughs> uh-huh. but 
Um, it's not particularly good, except for the grilled cheese burrito. You toss that in the air fryer, you heat it up, and it just, uh, like, the texture goes from weird and greasy, but still delicious, to crispy and crunchy and even more delicious. Yeah, holy shit, that sounds so good. Uh, if they if they still sold uh, the grilled cheese burrito, uh, you, you would have just convinced me to get an air fryer. Um, <laughs> cause it's, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, every, I I've, I've heard both sides of the, the air fryer thing where some people are like, it's absolutely life changing. It's so good. You need to get one. And other people are like, it's convection oven with a good PR team. It can be both. Uh, so I, I, I'm always like, man, maybe I should get one. And then someone talks me out of it and I'm like, oh, okay. And then someone talks me back into it. Uh, that, that might've just pushed me over if I could get grilled cheese burritos still. So, yeah. Um, they are, I, I hate to be the cooking gadget evangelist, but they and my instant pot are two of the most commonly used, um, cooking methods in my house um and this is not a nate talks about cooking for (laughs) an hour uh, podcast um but i will say that uh, like i got an air fryer as like a a a bonus uh, at work um i you know got a number of lottery tickets and i spent them on an air fryer as part of our monthly uh rewards program um and so i had heard they were okay but then i got one and it's it's great for heating stuff up because you don't get that. It's faster than an oven because it's a convection oven, but it you don't get that like kind of like gooey feeling that you do when you heat things up in a microwave. Mm-hmm. Um, it generally keeps them nice and crispy while um, being much faster than an oven. So that is the general um, that is the general appeal of an air fryer, in my opinion. Yeah the the thing that that i i've um really taken a heart about it um and part of the reason why i don't have one is because uh i think someone described it best as like any any sort of frozen anything that you would put in an oven is better in an air fryer and then anything mm-hmm. else is fine and so like if you're if you're making like frozen tater tots yeah, you pop them in there. You're making, you know, pizza rolls. You pop them in there. Like anything, anything that that it comes from like a frozen bag, and then you, you know, it's faster and crispier to do it in the air fryer. And I'm like, that sounds great. Uh, also, I don't really eat that much of those foods anymore. Um, even though every now and then I'm like, ah, oh, I need a, I, I. I've impulse bought multiple bags of tater tots uh, at the mm-hmm. store just because I'm stressed and I'm walking through that aisle. I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, it's tater tot time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, anyways, uh, air fryers aside, um, the only other uh, Taco Bell specific question I have uh, is hot sauce. Uh, yes, no, what type? No, um, I've never really understood the. I've never really understood the appeal. It's like. Why go to a sushi restaurant and tell the chef what to make when you can just allow him to shower you with delicious food? Um, and that is clearly a metaphor that has no um, faults or mm-hmm. um, or any notes that you need to make on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I figure it's, it is the way it is because that's the best way for it to be. And messing with it with the addition of sauces is um, uh, is taking that that 
power of creation into your hands and uh it's just not really my style okay uh i think you're the only person that i've spoken with who who took a real philosophical stance on the uh <laughs> the question of hot sauce um but i can i can respect that i can respect that yeah i feel like i feel like basically everyone i've talked to is either like no sauce or fire sauce uh so i don't know why the other ones even exist um but uh that's just that's just my little anecdotal evidence um uh, do you have anything uh, else you want to say about Taco Bell before we move on to the other question of the evening? So I know that you were trying to be a pretty strict vegetarian for a while. Yeah. What um, role did Taco Bell take in you uh, deciding to go against uh, that? What did, did Taco Bell in any way assist in your conversion away from somewhat strict vegetarianism? Uh, well... A lot of it, a lot of it kind of came down to, uh, the, the pandemic, um, mm-hmm. because, uh, so when, when I very first moved out here to Portland, I was, I was pretty strict. Um, I would, I'd have my occasional cheat days, uh, where I would eat meat. Um, and then, uh, when I started dating my fiance, uh, she is not vegetarian, um, and so there'd be, there'd be times it's like, we'd be out and, and she'd be like, Hey, you want to get this, like uh, uh, poutine with like, uh, it's got like gravy and like the gravy has like, uh, little bits of like duck in it. And I'm like, fuck yes. I want duck poutine. Uh, (laughs) I'm not, I'm not going to turn that down. Jesus. Um, and so, um, it, it sort of turned into, um, like we, we still, for the most part, don't cook any meat at home. That's kind of our vegetarian, uh, thing, but, it was always kind of like, you know, meat, meat's great. Like I never, it wasn't ever about like me disliking meat. Um, you know, there's some, some sustainability aspects, uh, to it. Um, so yeah, our thing was just kind of like, you know, if there's a, if there's a good vegetarian option, like we'll, we'll tend to get that. Um, but like, we're not going to shy away from like really good meat. Um, but then when the pandemic hit, it was like, you know, going to the grocery store was a nightmare. Um, sometimes just like, I can't, I can't even think about what we're going to do for dinner. We're just going to go get something and maybe it's going to have meat in it and maybe it's not. And so I honestly, it was a lot of that, but the Taco Bell piece, uh, was just like, you know, when I was, when I was stricter about it, it was a great place to just hop through the drive through and you could get, uh, they had the, the seven layer burrito, which was a a go-to of mine for a, a while. Uh, which they no longer serve. Um, They uh, have, they still have the cheesy bean and rice burrito, which is a good, like, it's like a buck, maybe more because, you know, everything's more expensive these days. But uh, it was always a good thing to just like toss on. You get uh, a cheesy bean and rice burrito. Um, You know, there, there were good options. And then it became like the the specific vegetarian stuff kind of started falling off of the menu. And, you know, the, the great thing about Taco Bell is that basically anything on the menu, you can swap out for like beans or potatoes, although they got rid of the potatoes for a bit too, which uh, so I love the potatoes. They're so good. Um, and so it was, and, and then on top of that, it was like half the time I would go and be like, oh, can I, you know, can I get a, a cheesy gordita crunch with black beans and and then they'd give me one with meat. And I'm like, I guess I'm eating it with meat. Um, (laughs) 
so honestly, it was it was just kind of a, a confluence of a lot of things. Uh, and the fact that they really shrunk down their um, uh, the, the fact that they really shrunk down their vegetarian specific menu for a minute that I think they're kind of bringing it back. Um, but they really contracted their menu a lot during the pandemic. And, yeah. um, you know, as as great as it is that you can you can ask for anything to not have meat on it. Um various taco bells around me are uh they have very very disparate success rates with alterations um there is one uh that i go to by me that is um i i've just stopped asking for any alterations because i know with almost 100 percent certainty they will screw it up um and so you know sure you can ask for a black bean uh cheesy gordita crunch you're gonna get one with meat on it that's just that's just how it is um other ones near me are are better about it but um uh so you know it's it's it was kind of just that idea um that like you know we're all we're all struggling through this global pandemic uh and Sometimes it's like I don't have I don't have it in me to try to be a strict vegetarian about this. Just give me the food. Um, yeah, that's totally fair. So uh, so yeah, the, it it really um, it really sort of dropped off uh, because of that. Um, I'm I'm now a lot more likely to order meat when I'm when I'm out and about. Um, but with with a few exceptions, like I'll occasionally make my chili recipe because I've never been able to convert that to a good vegetarian one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll make that two or three times a year. Um, and then she also makes uh, some cookies, some like ginger snaps that have bacon fat in them. So we have Ooh. to make some bacon to get the bacon fat. Other than that, we pretty much don't cook meat at home anymore. Um, so we're still pretty good about that. But yeah, yeah, when I'm when I'm out and about, I'm just like, fuck it. Just just give me the beef. Yeah, that's fair. Let's move on to the second topic of conversation for the evening. Nate, how do you like to masturbate? That is a bit of a loaded question. Um, Load. Because- <laughs> <laughs> Um, so in terms of my day to day masturbation, like not like special event masturbation, Mm -hmm. uh, I will usually use a Hitachi magic wand. Okay. Uh, it is a very powerful vibrator. Um, it gets me off pretty quick. Um, and I don't have to like prepare or like do anything other than, you know, your standard cleanup, um, afterwards. Sure. Um, uh, but sometimes um, uh, when uh, my wife and I were dating, she actually bought me a flashlight um, to, quote unquote, keep me company when uh, she wasn't around. Um, and so I still have that and I'll use that occasionally. But um, most of the most of the time, it's a uh, it's a Hitachi. OK, OK. Um, yeah, I, I've I've never used a Hitachi, but I, I've had a couple of guests on uh, you know, big fans so that means that we're a big fan here on this podcast um it is is, they are great um they are loud and um a little bit unwieldy because they're fucking huge um but in terms of like power and um reliability they're uh they're second to none okay um let let me let me ask you a question uh about the the fleshlight because 
Um, I don't know if you've listened to any of the previous episodes of this podcast. I meant to, but I just I was a lot more busy today than I was planning. Oh, on. no, no worries. Um, so uh, longtime listeners will know that I, too, have a flashlight. And oh. my my question to you about that is, uh, do you generally feel like it is worth the hassle of getting it set up? What do you mean set up? Because there's there's like there's a certain amount of preparation that goes into into you know successfully using one. But sure, like what do you what do you exactly mean by well? Up? So so per per the instructions, because it's a it, it's a fake vagina that comes with instructions. Um, <laughs> you know, you're supposed to like uh, soak it in like warm water for a little bit to like warm it up, and um, you know you got to. Uh, you, you got to get well, it's not it's not even necessarily about the the setting up, but also like the cleanup afterwards, because like you got to you got to clean that thing out. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I didn't. It's not that I don't like it. Uh, I just like when I very first got it, I was very excited about it. And mm-hmm. then sort of the more I used it, the more I was like, eh, I mean, my hands right here, guy, like, do we, do we really want to do this whole song and dance? And so, um, you know, it was a thing I'd still, I'd still, uh, bring it out every now and then, but it was a thing that like, I just, I, I got a little less excited to use every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I feel like for me, it's, it was a thing where it's like, it just kind of stopped feeling, uh, worth the, the, that sort of like, uh, you know, you, you got to set up and take down. Yeah. You got to yeah. set it up. You got to clean it out. You, you know, it's a whole thing. Um, and, yeah, and um, like, you don't want to just like wander into the bathroom and clean out a fake vagina right after you've gotten off. You want to kind of like wallow in your indolence for a little while. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Right. Because like, um, you know, if I, if I just use my hand or, you know, some, some other thing, um, you know, it's like, cool. All right. I'm done. I can, I can, you know, do the the minimal cleanup required and then I can roll over and go to bed or get on with my day or, you know, whatever. Um, and then, yeah, it's that like, okay, well I'm done. So got to go haul this thing to the bathroom now. Um, just seemed, it always just seemed like a lot of work to me. Um, and you know, there were, there were definitely times when I was like, Yes, tonight I'm I'm going to I'm going to put in that work. I feel like it is worth it. Um but it it just it did sort of stop feeling uh feeling totally worthwhile, which is why I was I was curious. Uh, I think you're the first guest I've had who has also had a flashlight. So um I I will go into it. Um because there are many more details um that I that I'm willing to provide uh, hey, regarding I, you the flashlight experience. You can provide as many details as you want. Um, believe me, I will. Um, but the thing is, is that I generally save it for like special occasions and by special occasions, I mean times when I have a little bit more like, you know, like the, the child is at her Nana's and, you know, Gwendolyn is doing something out and about. And so I've got like a good hour to myself where I don't have to worry about anything. And so, um, for starters, um, my, my, uh, tip for you um if you decide to take it um or leave it um is don't use warm water because the second that you take it out of the water 
the water is still on the surface of the flashlight, and so it immediately starts to cool, and it loses a lot of its heat almost immediately through evaporation. Okay. Um, because it's a wet heat, um, and so I use a heating pad. Um, okay. I roll it up inside of a heating pad. I put it on a medium heat, and then I do other things. There, there's almost like a part of there's almost like a kind of like ritual to it, where I'm just like, I'm going to you know set the wheels in motion for this thing to happen. And then um, I go and do another thing. And then like, like, you know, 10, 15 minutes later, it's nice and warmed up. Um, So I prefer heating pad to hot water. Um, That is not in the instructions because um, let me tell you, there was one time when I did not set the heating pad to a proper temperature (laughs) and I didn't exactly burn my dick off, but um, it was not pleasant. Okay. Um, So, so, some caution is required, but okay. Some caution is required. And like, like it's worthwhile to do an outside temperature check as well as an inside temperature check just with the finger to make sure that it's not too hot because sometimes the outside can be a little cooler than the inside. There's, you know, there's due diligence that needs to be done um, in the case of using a heating pad. Okay. Um, and I'm pretty sure that that's the reason why they don't recommend that. Yeah, um, that, that <clears throat> just from a legal standpoint, that seems that seems likely. Editor's note, this podcast nor its guests take any responsibility for any harm caused by improper use of sex toys. It is recommended to follow instructions at all times for your safety. Any deviations from the standard instructions that come with your sex toy are done at your own risk. Please remember to masturbate safely. Yeah, because like your average heating pad is going to get way warmer, like has the potential to get way warmer than the than the hot water that comes from your sink. Um, and so as long as you're not like, you know, chucking it into a pot of boiling water, it's a lot easier to avoid um, that level of heat um, uh, that you could accidentally inflict upon yourself with a heating pad. Okay. Uh, yeah, I will actually I will take that under advisement, a very cautious yeah. advisement. Um, um and the other thing is, is that it's important to have good lube. Your standard, um, you know, water-based, glycerin-based lube is okay. It'll get the job done. But I actually use a polymer-based lube called J-Lube. Actually, it's a funny story about it. It's not usually used for masturbation. Um, it is a veterinary lube. Um, huh. If you need to lube up your hand, what you do is you dust yourself, you dust your hands with this lube, and then you do whatever, you know, whatever action you need to do as a veterinarian. But um, the nice thing about it is that it's polymer based, and so it stays um, it stays wetter a lot longer. Um, Interesting. But it doesn't have a lot of the stabilizers and um, preservatives that your over-the-counter lube is going to have because it's not really meant to be used in, um, you know, for sex stuff. Sure. Um, so there's a little bit more preparation that goes into using it. Specifically, um, a website that I um, used uh, pretty or that I, you know, got some information about it on um, recommends um, like actually because you know you ha- you basically have to make your own. Um, and so I would take one bottle of standard, you know, just lube, um, and I would mix it with, um, basically two bottles worth of water. Um, and then I'd mix it the J lube. Um, and then I would distribute that among three 
empty bottles of lube. Um, but the trick is you have to boil it first. You boil it, you mix it up with a fork because the polymer chains are really long. Um, and so you get this weird, like, um, have you ever seen when you, have you ever seen that liquid that pours itself? Uh, I have not. That sounds intriguing. So it's a, it's a, it's a polymer that has a long chain and you put it into a, like, you know, a measuring cup and you tip it over. And as soon as a little bit of it starts, starts coming out, you can write the um, container and it'll still keep coming out because the gravity is pulling the polymer chains up and over the edge of the, um, uh, up and over the edge of the uh, container. And so, um, yeah, you can run into this weird stringiness. video of this, uh, liquid that pours itself and it is wild yeah um so that's it's the same kind of uh polymer chains that are in jlube um and so you need to get the consistency like just right um otherwise it'll just be too liquidy and it won't be, be very effective or it will be too thick and you'll get these weird like stringiness that's like going on during uh during whatever act you're using it in um huh, okay and so by boiling it you're sterilizing it by mixing it with glycerin based lube you are adding some stabilizers and some preservatives um and then you just put it into you know whatever bottles you got the you used to fill up the water with and then not only will it um i mean i've got some stuff that i'm i've got some that i made like five years ago because i don't use it as often as i used to um but like it keeps forever and it you don't have to use hardly any of it um because it is super slippery um and you know it's basically like you know how i nerd out about things and <laughs> uh -huh. i am i am no less nerdy <laughs> about my sex and my masturbation i um, i had no doubt so, why did, why do you think i uh was you you said that you'd be on this podcast and i was like uh hell yeah uh that's that's <laughs> gonna be an interesting time and trust me it is already an interesting time um fantastic uh yeah okay that's that's also fascinating i'll have to look into that um because yeah i mean i never really had a problem with the 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 lube although you know uh better lube it's if it's better i'll it's worth it but um, but yeah, the, the heating pad, uh, idea, uh, it sounds cautiously better. Um, cause yeah, <laughs> yeah again, low temperature, but yeah. Cause um, you know, the other thing is, you know, I, I, I used mine a lot more when I lived by myself, but even then it was uh, like, yeah. man, I have to get a fucking bowl big enough to like soak this thing in. It was, it, right. was, a, it was a hassle, you know? So, yeah. and yeah, yeah, I think a heating pad, you know, and just, kind of doing your own thing for a bit that sounds a lot that sounds a lot better uh, i will yeah. uh i'll try that yeah it is definitely like it's not something that i just like whip out when i'm you know need to you know rub one out real quick um that's the job of the hitachi but um you know and like there's um you know there's many different ways to approach the act of self-love and um you know you got to make sure that you have the right tools for the job and you got to make sure that you have you know the right amount of you know the the right tool for the amount of time that you have as well sure yeah absolutely um you know especially like um i don't i don't know what your home life is like these days in in the uh pandemic but uh it, it is it is sort of like we are just always uh in the same place so it's it's part of the reason why i've i've re I think mine is still uh in in the box that i packed it into um when we moved because like you know, it's, 
it, it's, um, I mean, that's, I, I've mentioned this on the podcast before. One of my big, one of my biggest complaints with the Fleshlight is not so much its use, but that they, they advertise it as this like really stealthy, like, you know, no one will ever know. And I'm like, okay, first of all, it is a fucking giant plastic flashlight shaped object with no lens in it. Uh, second, you've got to walk around the fucking house with it to warm it up and wash it out. And like, if I, if I lived with anybody, uh, when I was, when I was using it on the regular, like someone's going to catch on eventually, uh, in, mm. unless I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to stay home from work today and they're going to go to work. And then that's my time. That's my <laughs> fleshlight time. It's it's let's go time. Um, so yeah, honestly, my biggest complaints with the advertising, but you know, what can you do? Um, yeah. Um, well, uh, I have a segue to that, uh, which is quite uh, natural. Did you ever notice me using one when we lived together? Because that is when I bought my first one. Uh, I did not. All right. So uh, it's it's stealthier than I uh, envisioned. So Well, I mean, it's not stealthy enough that I can leave it on my fucking, you know, bookshelf <laughs> and you can watch sure. me and be like, yeah, that's a perfectly normal looking <laughs> flashlight. It's, it's fucking huge. Well, he, and... he, he takes his uh, his flashlights very seriously. If we ever have a power outage, he'll light yeah. up the place. Um, well, and not only that, but in the age of LED flashlights where you can have like a tiny, like, you know, uh, you know, fist sized flashlight that has like thousands of lumens mm-hmm. like like these days i mean these days more than ever it is not something that is stealthy or in any way like in any way discreet you 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 have to keep it in a drawer or sure you know somewhere yeah. that nobody is going to see because nobody is going to be fooled by this obvious you know plastic thing that doesn't have a working switch on it um like, right come on Okay, but like, carting it around the the apartment is apparently a lot more stealthy than I I envisioned. So that's well, I mean that's, that's good my, to know. That's back when I learned about um, the heating pad because um, I had a heating pad next to my desk when we lived together. Um, so I don't know if I ever lent that to you, but it definitely <laughs> uh, heated up a sex toy at one point or another. Um, I don't I don't recall specifically. Uh, it's it's distinctly possible though. Um, yeah. <laughs> um and not only did i have one when we were living together but i had like four or five different sleeves for it um all of different textures and the irony of them all is that the best one was the non-textured one it was just really the, 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 the standard uh sleeve like th- at least back in the day like one of them it had like this kind of like um like alternating sine wave um i guess it would have been a cosine and a sine wave like spaced out from each other Mm -hmm. so that you could put your dick in between them um and that was actually like the most disappointing feeling because you never really got any pressure like throughout the entire um thing it was just on like a couple of places and then you were like barely rubbing against the walls in the other places and it was just it was horrendously disappointing huh um and like i don't remember the other ones that i got um because i had one shaped like a mouth one shaped like a butt one shaped like a vagina and one the stealth quote unquote uh-huh. um, hole uh which is not shaped like anything and um like i had different uh, textures in each one of them and like the 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 butt one was the one that didn't have any um 
uh, any texture and it was the one that i ended up using the most and i ended up, uh like it ended up uh ripping um so i had to get a new one um but then like i said Gwendolyn bought me one and then one time when i was flush with cash i was like i'm gonna get a couple more and so like you know i had this like fucking stable of different <laughs> sleeves and like half of them were balls and the other half were underwhelming and um um there is one that is really interesting. It's called the Lotus. Okay. And what it's supposed to mimic is the feeling of penetrating a cervix. Huh. And that is, it's interesting. And it's, uh-huh. but it's like, thing is that you have to like go like balls deep into it and so like you only get the feeling at like the the climate or the, like the the bottom of the stroke and like it's that's uh, just it was weird yeah that sounds um, weird and yeah. I, i'm sure many of the female listeners of this uh podcast yeah. just winced um oh i'm sure <laughs> but um yeah there's like especially in hentai there's this whole like oh you're penetrating my womb and i'm just like i have a wife and i know that she wouldn't enjoy that um but it's totally a thing so much so that it is a feature of a fleshlight sleeve um fascinating yeah but then i forget oh actually i can look because i have it handy it is the ice um the one that gwendolyn got me the sleeve is an uh, the name of it is ice and it's a see-through sleeve in a see-through plastic. Um, so it's meant kind of for couples. Okay. Um, so that, you know, there's the visual aspect of using it um, so that you can, you know, just be, you know, add that little extra sure. level of pinkiness to the, yeah, that, to the, to the that makes sense. Cause like, I can't, I, I can't imagine it being particularly interesting to like watch someone use uh, uh one of the normal ones so yeah, yeah no, that makes it's, sense it's um but that one actually has a surprisingly good texture i can't really describe it you'd have to look it up um but it is uh definitely is definitely the best texture um and so actually the last time that i moved i had a whole fucking box of them and i was like i haven't used any of these in like three years i you know i have a child now i don't need a box of fucking sure you know, silicon pussies lying around so i just ended up tossing them and keeping one untextured and one ice um and originally i t- I kept the ice because it was you know a gift um but i've you know come to realize that it's um probably the most it is probably the best texture if you ask me but it, i'm sure it's open to interpretation because um you know yeah you can't account for taste yeah absolutely um so uh uh, you did mention uh, hentai a little bit uh, a little bit ago, uh, so yes. that does uh, bring me to my other sort of question, uh, which is uh, what uh, what sort of material do you use or not use uh, while you are uh, doing that? Oh boy, um, that is a constantly evolving um, that is a constantly evolving question because my tastes change. And like, the thing is, is that like, I am a compulsive hoarder of porn. Like I don't delete it unless I'm just like, at the end of it, I'm just like, Ugh, why did I download that? <laughs> sure. Um, and so like, I have, um, a two terabyte drive that I basically just filled up with porn. And then I have two more two terabyte drives 
but like, I don't go back and I don't watch it, but I don't delete it. And it's just this weird like case where I'm just like, why do I even have this if I'm not going to go back to it? Right. And then like, I go back and I watch some of the stuff because of, uh, because of your recommendation, I have a, uh, one of those, uh, hard drive hot swappers that you can do. Oh yeah. Uh, the mm-hmm. USB. Um, and so, you know, I've got like four old hard drives that have just like random crap from going back to like, you know, 2001 on them. Um, and I look at some of the stuff and I'm just like, what was I thinking back then? <laughs> like, um, for a while there, I was really into this, uh, genre of porn called, uh, J O E or J O I, which is short for jerk off encouragement or jerk off instructions. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I've, um, I've, uh, I've seen, I've seen some of those and, uh, I, I can't do those for the same reason I can't do ASMR. It's because it, the, the act of them like talking specifically to me, uh, triggers all sorts of like weird social anxiety things in my brain. And I'm like, (laughs) I can't enjoy this. Like ASMR Um, doesn't really do anything for me in general, but like mm -hmm. I can at least be like, okay, like, you know, the sound of glass beads or like walking on gravel or tapping a glass. And then someone's like, Oh, hey, honey. How are you? And I'm like, no, 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 can't do it. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's the same thing for me with, with uh, JOI. So, yeah. Um, and so this is kind of a, um, a trend that I've noticed in porn um, over the last few years is that like JOE and JOI stuff originally, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, like when you jerk it to me and, you know, and other stuff and just like the girl being encouraging. Um, whereas these days it's like, oh, you sissy jerk off loser, you know, you need to, you know, you can't get it. So you have to jerk off to me telling you how to do it. And it's like turned into this weird genre of humiliation porn where people feel bad about jerking it. And like the women are aware of that. And so they've changed their, um, you know, they, they've changed the content to better match the audience. And like for me, I'm just like I am not ashamed of this. I've never been ashamed of this, and I don't want some you know some woman saying you're a sissy loser, and you know you need to take a picture of your uh, load, and then you know I'll blackmail it to your wife. And I'm just like, no, this is I don't understand that level. Like I like dominant women. I like women who take charge. I you know I can you know I'm there's plenty of BDSM porn that I still enjoy. But like this level of humiliation and blackmail and like the concept of a pay pig, like it's all it's all baked into that genre. And um, like so that's kind of what soured me on it. And then like another thing that soured me on it is that like at first it was like new and interesting. And then you just see that like you can only have a girl describe jerking off so many times before you're just like, okay, like you're retreading the old the, the old ground. Like at some point it just loses its luster. Um, and so like, if, if I go back like five years, like that's all that I, you know, downloaded. And then I'm just like, I, what I need to do is I just need to do a you know, a control F for J O I and just delete it all because right. it's, um, I don't know. Um, and so the other thing, and this should come as no surprise to you, Ben, um, I like a lot of latex in my porn. I, I did know that. Um, because uh well like i i had never seen any of the 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 specific like porn that you downloaded but you did have a lot of uh mm. calling them mm. pg13 is um uh generous because they're they were you know they're right on that like r line mm-hmm. um 
but you had a bunch of those as your like screensaver half the time. So no, Ben, this is actually something that I'm going to do right now. I haven't done it in a long time. I'm going to tell you how many pictures I have in my screensaver folder. Okay. Because ever since I started working from home, I have my laptop from work in front of my home computer. Um, and so, um, I'll often have my screensaver just going in the background because it's a nice way for me to have just a little bit of, uh, distraction from the hell that is work. Mm -hmm. Um, you mean you don't do what I do, which is go spiral on Twitter for a bit. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, so I believe when I lived with you that the primary, um, women that I had on my screensaver were Bianca Beauchamp, which is currently 17,000 files and Susan Wayland, who is currently, uh, 63,000 or sorry, 6,300. So about 23,000 photos, which it's probably increased since then, but, uh, neither of them are as active as they were before. Sure. Um, so, around what did i say 23,000 uh, files uh-huh um my screensaver is up to 182,722 files jesus <laughs> 94.4 gigabytes of um erotica i wouldn't call it porn because i have a strict no penetration policy in my screensaver images um i think that's fair but and so i would call it erotica not porn and despite the fact that these are very titillating images. I have never once just like sat and turned my screensaver on and uh, masturbated to it. Um, but um, so yeah, to put things in, pers- in, in perspective, I have about 10 times as many photos uh, now as I did when you and I lived together. Jeez. Um, and yeah, you, you had a bunch and a lot of them. Um, uh, I mean, you would know better than me if it was all of them, but a lot of them uh, definitely very heavy on the uh, uh, latex. A majority of these um, images that I've downloaded uh, come from a site called Seal Pond. And it's just sealpond.com, and it's just a website where people upload photos to. But you can tag them, and one of the bigger tags on that site is Latex. Um, I built a script to download every single file on that website that had the tag Latex. Um, And I have 41,000 images from that one site alone. Wow. Um, and then they went and moved from HTML to JavaScript. And so I can't use my URL toys to scrape their site anymore. And grump, grump, grump. Now I have to do Now like, you just got to learn JavaScript. Um, yeah, I got to learn JavaScript like a Plego flip, like a common Plego flip. But anyway, um, so now I just download them individually and I have like, um, uh, a folder that's just individual pictures rather than, um, like mass downloads, but Occasionally, I'll find um, like an Instagram model that uh, does a lot of fetish content, and I'll download their stuff. And I, I have a whole, I have a whole uh, uh, like system uh, to make that that folder bigger, and it gets bigger. I'd say, I mean, one or two, like one or two images a day, um, and then an occasional like massive download of a pay site or something um, to pat things out in larger chunks, but. Yeah, okay. in case you're curious as to the status of my screensaver folder, it is alive and well, um, and it will continue to grow because I am a man of like weird habits. I wouldn't call it. Is it an addiction? Do you think it's an addiction? Um, does it impact your daily life in any way? 
I mean, I spend like 15 minutes a day, like browsing. Okay. I I'd say I've spent about five minutes a day browsing like 10 Instagrams that I've, uh, that I've bookmarked. That's it. Uh, that is way less time than I spend spiraling on Twitter. So, um, I think you're fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, I was thinking about, I was actually thinking about your screensaver, uh, the other day because you you agreed to be on this podcast and then i i uh remembered um i i won't i won't name names uh but when we had our friend stay with us for the summer and she had her (laughs) computer in the living room with a screensaver full of naked women um and uh, the screensaver would turn on after one minute of inactivity. And then we had to get the fucking CenturyLink guy to come out and fix our internet. And he was like, oh, I'll do it all on this computer because it's the one in the living room. And then I was sitting there next to him and like every like 45 seconds, I would just reach over and nudge the mouse or he'd like look away and then the screensaver would come on. And I'd like jiggle the mouse real quick. I'm like, this is the most <laughs> awkward fucking thing in my life. Um <clears throat> So uh, I was thinking about that the other day, and it was very funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I do remember. And, like, she had some, like, actual, like, hardcore porn. Oh, yeah. There, 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 was, there was some pretty hardcore stuff. It was mostly just, uh, it was mostly just, like, breasts. But yeah. there, there was occasional uh, hardcore stuff in it. So it was not, yeah. uh, not safe for the CenturyLink guy, that's for sure. No. Is, is there... Uh, any uh anything else uh you want to you want to talk about uh sex toy wise porn wise um any of that um i am pretty pleased with the move from um studios to stuff like OnlyFans and patreon um i actually backed a um uh, a plus size fetish model um on patreon for about uh six months okay uh, she, you know, is very body positive and, um, uh, you know, like it's all like, like some of the stuff that on, on my old screensaver was, you know, very, you know, there was some stuff that hit R rating, um, because there was some, you know, explicitness about it. Um, but, um, you know, she keeps it PG 13, but like the fact that she's able to make a living out of doing, you know, like you know relatively tame um fetish stuff i think is amazing i think that it's really cool that she's able to make an income out of something that makes her happy and makes other people happy um and i feel like the creator um patreon model uh that we're moving to with oldly fans and patreon is great for um independent producers and i feel like it avoids a lot of the like um the exploitation and the um, abuse that happens in porn industry. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Because it puts the power in the hands of the creators, and that is a great feeling to you know realize that you're not supporting you know some jackass with you know a hatred for women and a camera, and you're instead supporting the creator directly. Right, um, and so. Uh, I am 100% on board for that model going forward. Yeah, I I agree. I've not um I've not uh, actually given to any um OnlyFans uh anything like that. Um I've considered it though. Um there there uh has been um 
there was, there was one woman uh, who I, I found her videos just like on Pornhub or whatever. And mm-hmm. um, I really uh, I really enjoyed a lot of them. And I was I was considering doing that. And then she started doing mostly J.O.I. stuff. And I'm like, cool, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'm 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 back out again. Um, yeah, but um, um, but yeah, I've I've definitely thought about it. Um, and it's I think it's I think it's a, a really, uh, really cool way. I mean, I, I support a lot of um, creators and other fields, you know, podcasts and artists and whatnot. And I think that I think that whole thing is great, but I think it's especially great, um, you know, in a in an industry that has traditionally been very exploitative um, Mm -hmm. and um, similar thing with uh, the music industry, which is also tends to be uh, pretty exploitative to artists, um, but uh, sex workers even more so. So um, uh, also, if you're uh, if you're interested, if you want to shout out that uh, that model in case anyone is interested in checking out her stuff. Um. Uh, yeah, her name is Fee Jameson, P.H.E.E. Jameson. Um, she like I said, she's plus size uh, fetish model. Um, she like she's just she seems like the nicest girl. Um, and I'm like super happy to um, to promote her and to um I don't, you prop, well, I don't know if I told you, but I'm looking for a new job. And if I do get a new job, I'm definitely going to start uh, supporting her again um, because uh, I feel like, you know, she's enriched my life and it doesn't hurt to throw, you know, just some support her way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I uh, pulled up her Instagram. Um, very great pictures. Uh, she's just 100%. so cute. Yeah. I love it. Um, cool. Uh, well, I think, um, uh, I think that's about, uh, unless you had any questions for me before we wrap up. Um, um no, I kind of wanted to just use this as an opportunity to, um, you know, talk about some of my porn and masturbation habits that, um, you know, you probably didn't know about and, um, you know, now you do. And, and now so to, does the world got to learn a little bit about some of your likes and dislikes in terms of masturbation and porn. So, uh, I'm. I feel like it was a, a, a healthy, fun conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mostly uh, you learned about my uh, terrifying anxiety of anyone in a video talking directly at me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> then never make a custom one because I've downloaded a, a, a couple custom ones and it is even weirder <laughs> because it's like, oh, Andy, I dressed up for you. You can stay home. Don't go out in the pandemic. Let mommy take care of you. Oh, God. Okay, sorry. I have another sta- uh, uh, fucking soapbox to get on. Okay. Um. So there's an episode of Rick and Morty, okay. uh, where it's all about the different Ricks and the different Mortys that live in the Citadel. Yes, and, I've seen it. Um, at the very end, they're at the um, they're at the wishing hole, um, and one of them wishes. He says, "I wish that incest porn had a more mainstream appeal." And I feel like a fucking monkey paw, like curled <laughs> its hand when that fucker said that, because like, it's just it is fucking rampant, like. Oh, stepbrother, I caught my hand in the, you know, in behind the oven. And oh, no, I got, you know, raped by my stepbrother because I got my hand caught in the oven. Um, Like, there's fucking memes about it. Like, you know that something has escaped the realm of, like, you know, niche porn when, um, you know, 
someone on imager comments oh no stepbrother when um right you know someone posts a picture of them getting their hand caught in something yeah the uh, the first time i saw one of those uh i was i was just clicking through videos and i was i was like stepmom gets hand stuck in couch how <laughs> how and then i was like what the fuck so i i clicked on it because i'm like i need to know i need to know like what it, it wasn't about the sex it was about the couch <laughs> because i needed to know how someone gets their hands stuck in a couch right and the answer was she put her hands in like between the cushions and then said oh no i'm stuck and i'm like okay <laughs> i'm done thank you <laughs> yeah and like there's there's so much porn that's just like you know, they always brand it as like, oh, stepbrother, stepmother, stepfather, whatever. Um, but it's this weird fucking like family dynamic, and I am not here for it. Like, I am a sex positive person, but like incest is a, it's a taboo for a reason. And the fact that it's gotten like as mainstream as it is, is like, it makes me feel really uncomfortable. And like, I don't understand why people do it. I don't understand the appeal. Like, obviously, there's a market for it. Otherwise, people wouldn't be doing it. Sure. But, uh, I, like, it is, this is my fuddy-duddy moment where I'm just like, nope, I can't understand this thing. I, I will never, like, I will never engage with this. Um, and it's just, it's so weird to me. Yeah, no, I, that, uh, that, that tracks. Um, so, um, all right. Well, I think, uh, I think that'll, uh wrap it up for today although i i feel like we probably could have gone on for another like hour or so easily um oh yeah i mean <laughs> yeah that's it's me we're talking about you've known me for a long time and it's true my... you you have always been uh a 100 percent uh uh unabashed uh celebrate celebratory masturbator um yes for as long as i have known you um so uh I I you know sometimes sometimes when I have guests on you know I'm like well you know they're like friends or other other people um who have um who who do podcasts and I'm like I mean they're they signed up so like I know they're they're interested in talking but I'm like I have no idea what I'm in for <laughs> uh I I knew I knew mostly what I was in for um uh on this one because I'm like, yeah, and it's, he'll, he'll say, he'll say everything. There's, he's, <laughs> he's fine with it. Yeah, totally. Um, so, uh, so yeah, thank you, uh, for coming on the show. Um, it of was course. a, it was a pleasure to talk to you. Um, yeah. this is where I usually have people plug, uh, anything that they are in. Um, but as, uh, this is, this is, uh, your first podcast that you have ever done. So yeah, first ever. Um, uh, I, I don't imagine you have anything you want to plug, but if you do, now's the time to do that. Um, I give you my permission to give my email address to anyone who's interested in my massive uh, screensaver folder. Um, who knows? Maybe a listener will be into like latex and want to see a bunch of softcore pics of, uh, of attractive women in latex just chilling. Um, and so, you know, I will make that available to anyone who wants to. Um, uh, if they, you know, if any of the League of Jeremy wants to see my screensaver folder, they can. 
All right. Uh, you heard it here first. If you are interested in uh, checking out the... Um, uh, if you're interested in checking out uh, uh, Nate's uh, giant latex-clad women folder, uh, feel free to reach out to me, and I'll forward that information on to him. You can find me uh, on the web at ringmybell.sexandlasers.com. There's a contact form. You can uh, fill that out. I'll uh, I'll make sure that Nate gets in contact with you if you're interested. Uh, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at ringmybellpod. If you want to send me any tweets about uh, Taco Bell or porn or sex toys or whatever, um, mostly it's Taco Bell. Uh, I feel like people are a little bit more shy to tweet porn things at me, but uh, feel free to uh, tweet at me. And uh, also, if you too would like to be on the show, um, there is a form on that website, uh, ringmybell.sexandlasers.com, that uh, will... uh, if you fill it out, uh, I might have you on the show. I know there's kind of a backlog of uh, other people who are also interested. Uh, I am trying to get more episodes out this year. So uh, if you filled that out, uh, you might be hearing from me um, soon. And if you want to be on that list, make sure you fill that form out. And uh, until next time, when I am uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll do more than two episodes this year. But uh, until (laughs) next time, uh, I've been Ben. I've been Nate. And remember, masturbate. It's healthy.